All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning into the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I'm your host, Greg Scott, and with me I've got... Jay Beaverton, the Irish Giant. All right. And as always, we talk about beard things, we talk about brews, such as beers or whatever things brewed, basically, and then bourbons and whiskeys, etc. Tonight we're going to start talking about beards, because that's always a good place. And I don't have anything particular to talk about, like, product-wise, but I was thinking about... uh, the influence of media, okay, bear with me, the influence of films and TV shows on facial hair. Mm. And so my, my go-to, I got two go-tos here. We'll try this. One, anytime I see a dude with a uh, goatee, I'm like, shit, it's Mary Universe. This guy must be an asshole, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's just, and this is, I watched on the Star Trek to, to kind of, that's on my go-to spot. The other one is like Charlie Chaplin used to rock a nice little stash. But then in the 40s, or actually like late 30s, uh, this dude Adolf took it over. And so that mustache you cannot wear, ever. Chap- maybe in 100 years. Chaplin can do it, though. I mean, like, I don't look at him and be like, man, I don't go right to Hitler when I see him. I'm like, Chaplin, his yeah. mustache, mm-hmm. that's him. Right. Hitler, that's, I don't know. But those. But if you saw a guy on the street today. Oh, Hitler, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, even Michael Jordan couldn't pull that that mustache off. Right. I know he tried it for a minute and was like, no. Really? Yeah, he did. I wonder if, if you, Tom Hanks could pull it off. If he was playing no, Hitler. No, <laughs> still no. Tom I, Hanks as Hitler? Because yeah, I'd probably uh, like love Hitler because I love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is such a great guy. I know, well, they already right? had that, that weird movie with Jojo Rabbit with the, the, the funny imaginary Hitler, which yeah. I still haven't yeah, seen, but I'm just like, it's still like... Eh. I think it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's because yeah, the director said that. But yeah, yeah. Media on facial hair. Yeah. Any other... Like, you can see, like, a guy with, like, a giant beard. I'm like, Gandalf? No. Maybe Henry mm. Bumpkin? I don't know. I love he, giant beards. His is a lot of work to maintain. Well, I mean, you're talking about, like, a Fu Manchu or, like, like an axe-wielding, you know, orc slayer. I mean, so the Game of Thrones-ish. Yeah. Those are all equally good beards. I was thinking, like, uh, du- Dynasty, maybe, per se. Because they have those giant ones. Duck Dynasty, Yeah. Mm. yeah. But then again, there's this weird dichotomy of like you've got those which are like usually more conservative, and then you got the hipsters which are not; they're more liberal leading. So it's just kind of because they both rock yeah. the same kind of beard. But, but the, the hipster guy who you know does like I was going to say who has a podcast <laughs> has no noticeable income, but he podcast has, you say yeah, but he dedicates like you know twenty hours like a part time job equivalent to maintaining his mustache. Have you yeah. ever tried to maintain mustache like that? No, because I can't grow work. one. So you know, yes, you I, like yeah. So, so right now, what I've got going, you can't really see. This is four weeks of growth. This is the mm. Mirror Universe Peter with his goatee. Yeah, that's the story. How Mirror Universe changed. Yeah, yeah. you guys so, have the goatees. All right. Guys are assholes. Mm. By the way, for anybody who doesn't know, that's for look up that episode. Look up Evil Spock on, online. Oh, Mirror Mary. Yeah. yeah, because nobody we say evil, we say parallel evil universe like we like everybody supposed to know what that is. Well, but just just look up Evil Spock and you'll see Spock has a goatee in the Mirror Universe, which means he's evil. I would say chances are the target audience for this they 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 would get that. Although, you never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to assume, but I'm I'm going to assume now. <laughs> well, you know what happens when you make assumptions. That's right. You're usually wrong, but um, totally going way away from everything else we're supposed to get back to. Um, you, I just realized, you know, in the Mirror Universe, um, Deep Space Nine, and Enterprise, nobody had alternate facial hair that I recall. Right? They were just you know dressed slutty, slutty. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> right? Odo could have totally boom like you know. 
put a mustache on as a shapeshifter. I just, you know, none of them had. No, yeah, just the attitudes were different. And like, and like, well, the hairstyles were a little bit different. Like, the budgets like, were different too, yeah, I guess. Because, sure. you know, in, in the original series, it's like, well, we have to make them, we'll, we'll put a mustache on. Because it costs $5 oh, yeah. versus, you know, of course. we're going to get, you know, Nana Visitor's custom made skin tight leather. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I would do stuff with just the outfit. Well, Sulu had the scar in the mirror universe. He had that huge yeah. scar. Yeah, yeah. Which looked realish for the time. Yeah. So, all right, I, dig- I digress. Yeah, beards. Uh, I can't think of any other, like, influence of Holly- like Hollywood movies on beards, other than the fact that that movie that came out, The the Lighthouse, where you had Willem Dafoe and, and, oh. and the, uh, the, the, not, the, the one kid uh, from, I think, Tw- Robert Patterson, I think he was in it, but they had beards. They had those crazy, like, Man, no I idea. Okay, never mind. I'm not picking up your yeah. that. At all. Yeah, I don't know what you're it's, talking it's, about. It's, it's, it wasn't in wide release, but I just remember seeing pictures of those those guys and like the. But they did the black and white photo and they had the beards and everything. So I'm just like, yeah. all right. Well, that's our uh, influence of media on beards. Santa Claus. Boom. See, Santa see a Claus. guy with a white beard. Seventies movies with mustaches. Porn, porn stars. I cannot yeah. not see porn stashes. That's true. Mm-hmm. But back to Santa Claus. I only I only think of Santa Claus if. The gentleman in question is also morbidly obese, so you know if he's just well, like a can't be fit Santa Claus. Dude. If he's just like a like a badass looking biker dude and he's got that, no, right. I don't think of Santa Claus. I, I, I just, go like Santa got a divorce from Mrs. Claus and then got fit. No, right. he's got to have a BMI of thirty five right. and you know per, peripheral neuropathy because of like diabetes. Going back to the seventies thing, Walter the Brimley. chops count as facial hair. They are facial. okay, okay, but, but they are, but they're connected to everything else. So I mean, yeah, Elvis with the mutton chop is that kind? Of, I guess that's kind of an influence on facial hair then. Yeah, he was rocking those. I, yeah, but you, some men grew just the mutton chops with nothing else. You yeah, know, not being attached to anything else. But so is that considered face influence on facial hair? Well, it, it, for me, it's like anachronistic. That's not the right term. Anachronistic? Anachronistic? Is that yeah, the word? That's what I was trying to say, but that's not okay. right because okay. when I see it today, I, it makes me think of the 70s. Mm. But I've seen some gentlemen, usually Civil War leather. people. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Civil, 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 Civil War actors. That's, a word. that's, that's an influence. <laughs> Civil War dentist with like that crazy divide between like the, the goatee and the rest of the. It was, it's weird. Look that up. If, yeah, if you want to have a laugh, look that up online on Google Images. Just look up Civil War dentist. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That I have a Novocaine or anything, so, you know. That's true. Yeah. Ether, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. And a laudanum, bunch of alcohol. Laudanum and, and laudanum, that's yeah. much it. Yep. <laughs> we're going to wrap that up. We're going to move on to some beers, or the brewers portion, hence the beers. So what do we have here? This is Mega Mix from Miami Brewing. It's a pale ale. Not too heavy. It's only about 5% alcohol by volume. The IBU should be somewhere in the middle. I don't know the count off the top of my head. But it's got some it should have some free notes. It's pretty it was pretty popular when it first came out. It still is, because a lot of people like this one. It was back when I worked in the industry, it sold pretty well. Can art's kind of a throwback to the eighties. Got like a like colorful spray paint yeah. on there. Reminds me of uh, well Miami because of the colors, yeah. right? And then kind of like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So so other than uh the lower IBU, what else would you say distinguishes a pale ale from like an Indian pale ale? Again, well, like like a there's not not a lack of hops, but uh, there's no, there's less of a hop presence. I think it's more floral than uh, than than some IPAs, but there's, it doesn't have that metallic. Some people don't like IPAs because of the metallic oh. aftertaste that they get. This one doesn't. I don't think this one has that. But huh. you guys I've, can. I've never picked never up on it. Yeah, aftertaste. I don't know. Some people. Uh, my wife has. Hmm. My wife's mentioned that before. It tastes like metal. Maybe it's. I've heard other can. brewers. Yeah. I've heard other brewers mention metal 
taste. It tastes like too. rust and tetanus. I, yeah. I, I don't know. That's Clean metal. metal. It's, like, it's, it's like steel. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> rusted. All right. So let's uh, right. bust these bad boys open. The only loud Watch noise. It's not that hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it with one finger. Cheers. Oh yeah, glasses were brought to pour these into. I yeah, guess. I did. See, you did you laugh at me for taking my time? Sorry, man. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the dishwasher. There we go. This is something nice about drinking out of a cup versus a. Yeah, that's pretty. It is a bunch of floaties in there. Is this unfiltered? I'm assuming. Otherwise, we're looking at rest, rust and tetanus because <laughs> it's not. It's not rust and tetanus. Okay. It's got a nice floral nose to yeah, it. Yeah, it smells like an IPA to me, though. It smells... I get that, that bitter nose. Yeah, it does. Me. It smells pretty... It smells potent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your face is... You know, okay, I'm sorry. I thought this would be less harsh on you. <laughs> Grapefruit, first thing I get. Okay. Yeah, that's that. what you're supposed to get on, on a pale ale. Yeah, that just puckered my mouth. That was... Uh, I mean, I'll drink it. Hmm. But... Oh. Actually, this is better than I remember it being... Because uh, I'm an IPA guy, and it's and it's more of an IPA than I remember. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is not a pale ale, man. Yeah. Like pale ales are like oh, uh, uh, they make a half and half. Boddington's? No, that's a that's a cream that's a cream ale. ESP? No. Well, ESP is bitters. bitters, but uh, come on, half and half is Guinness and Harp. No, that's black and tan. What's the half and half? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. <coughs> I don't. I, it's been so long since I've had. Like, like, because I used to be big into like snake bites, and I think you had like a cider and like a. I don't know. I've never heard of weird. a half and half. I know black and tan. I've heard of it before. I just don't, it's like a stout and. Well, what's a black and tan then? A black and tan is a stout and uh, something else. I don't know. <laughs> As we scour the internet, <laughs> no, we're not. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, What's that giant thing in your hand that has the apple on the back of it? Yeah, it's a dark beer, a stout and a pale ale. Okay, I mean, in, in a pint glass. A yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm used to. I'm thinking pale ale. I'm thinking that like hmm. ESB. All right, then maybe maybe they changed up because I haven't had this in a while. So maybe they changed up the recipe on me. Well, I'm gonna since I'm already not looking on the internet. I am gonna check out what's the apple the, thing I, say? the uh the IB use for this one because uh, I tried. I tried to help. Oh, did you? Yeah. Let's see. But uh, yeah, fifty fifty on IBUs. Which Why don't you talk about what an IBU is? So the international bitter units. So the higher up the scale you get, the more of that bitter mouth puckering mm. tartness you're going to get so something like Budweiser would be like you know zero to ten probably a negative number actually yeah. <laughs> lack of taste yeah lack of taste it takes mm-hmm. the taste out of your mouth and then something like a double IPA would be like usually 70, in the hun- 80, like 100 78, I've even seen 100 but that's like maybe a triple but that goes so it's like 100 point scale zero to 100 as far as I know I'd have to look it up I mean I think it might I think it might be right I swear, I swear I've seen a triple digit one before. Well, 100 would be triple digit. Again, <laughs> again, my memory isn't great either. Yeah, after the first taste was a little... After the first much, mouth rape, yeah. Um, but the, the second one, it's... it's Call me mouth rape, please. Yeah, yeah I'd be used one to 100, yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe my palate wasn't ready for it, but mm. now it's been calmed down some. Yeah. The smell and the taste don't match it to me. It smells like it should be a lot tamer, and then you yeah. get yeah, you get what you get. What you get. But and yeah, I, will I say, think that is that that's got to be yeast in there. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. And I will say it does look a little bit, a lot more coppery than I remember it. So maybe they did kind of mess with the recipe because it does look because like it looks more like an it does look more like a regular IPA. Yeah, but now that I, now that I know what to expect, yeah, I can I can drink it. Okay, I mean I wouldn't go out of my way to order it, but. Mm. For somebody who doesn't like IPAs and doesn't like something with a high IBU, I'll 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 drink it. 
And it was free. It didn't cost me anything. So, <laughs> you know, I can't say no to that. But yeah, but they have other lines. Like, they have a Domino Pilsner, which has, like, this yellow and the black dots on it. It looks like Domino's. And the, but they have this whole line of, of cans that look pretty interesting. I think they also have, like, a hazy IPA that comes in uh, four-pack Tallboy cans. But those are a little more rare to find. Because, like, this you can find in any in any place down here that sells... Uh, Hills Craft Beer. Can't find it at Lucky's anymore. Oh, um, too soon. Unlucky. Bass, <coughs> Bass English Pale Ale. That's what I think of. Uh, right, okay. I was a struggle there. Bass has been around forever. Forever. Yeah. Just a simple Bass triangle. And Guinness. Yeah, Bass and Guinness. Yeah, that's Bass right. Guinness, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Yeah. By the way, pro tip, if you're in Ireland, don't order a half and a half. Don't order. They'll stab you in the throat. No, it's a black and tan, right? You can't order a black and tan. There is no such thing as a half carbon. Half and half is just like a general term for half dark, half but you light. Can't order but a black you, and tan. You got to get well, specific. Carbon, but no, because you want to. Well, up here in Northern Ireland, you can get like a, a Guinness and a Harp because there's going to be two Irish beers. Mm. And the Guinness and a Bass because that's pasteurization. Because the Brits. Random aside, but related to beer, I think Forbes is doing an article on Google searches basically for beer and like obscure beers. Or you know, hard to find craft beers get a ton more searches than like the big three: Coors, Bud, and, Michelober, uh, Miller, Miller. Yeah, yeah. Those are the big three, and like six thousand hits, I think, or something a uh, month. Which to me is not a ton of numbers. Well, when you're the champagne of beer, you don't need people to look you up. Well, that's so, what I was thinking. You know. like, well, yeah, if you're looking for obscure beer, then yeah, you probably will have more Google searches. But why would you ever need to search Bud? Mm. Miller is Budweiser a beer? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting, you know, that uh, crackers presence. Indeed. The one interesting I would like to see is like after because we've got that big thing coming up tomorrow where there are commercials in the middle of it, and they're going to be beer commercials. Oh, is that tomorrow? It's like the the owl thing, right? Yeah, yeah, something they're throwing something around on a field, I think, and then like, I don't know. It's like it's a bunch it's of men like, chasing each other. It's a really awesome. Super Owl? Yeah. No. I think su- Superb? Superb Owl? Something okay. happening? Okay. But, but yeah, there are commercials that happen in between the Superb Owl events. And they have, the, of course, they have the big three beer commercials, but the biggest one is probably Budweiser. I wonder how much their traffic on their sites go up after those commercials, or do they have any effect on internet traffic? I, I would know. say no. I mean, people already know what it is. Yeah. They're gonna, they'll talk about the commercial, but I don't think it's going to make people rush out and buy it. Well, I can, see, I can see a spike in YouTube, because I yeah. don't always watch this uh, owl thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I a lot of people do, though. A lot of people like owls. Oh, no. I, so usually it's a time thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will always make a note. That was good. Day. All right. I'll, yeah. I was trying to go the next day to go look at YouTube, look at the commercials. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, like all of those commercials. The only reason I look at them is because they're entertaining. I don't go look at them like, oh, the product that is mentioned in this is awesome. Let me learn more. Well, you know, other I than just... like shitty JD Powers associate car commercials, what what commercial actually is a commercial that know. tells you about the product? This like, is true. Progressive mm-hmm. has what flow and who talks about random things, and then you have. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what other things you actually watch in commercials. I don't watch TV too much, so I don't really know. Everything I watch is streaming, so uh, I don't know. Uh, streaming like an audio channel. That's a right. Podcast. It's true. Yeah. Some people even play podcasts during the Superb Owl show. Well, yeah, so when they, they, when they just the do... radio. Because, I mean, there's not much audio to listen to with Owl and you screeching. So yeah. just turn the screeching down and listen to a podcast, say, about bourbons or brews or something. If you just need garbage in the background playing, yeah. All right, so any other notes you want to talk about? We talked about the can color, talked about 6% ABV, 
super heavy pale ale, I think. Mm, yep. Uh, brewed, it's uh, the brew is in Miami, but it is brewed in Brew Hub because they have an extension up here. They made a contract with the Brew Hub out of Lakeland, so they just brew it out here and then distribute it. So, awesome. good local beer, check it out. It's actually grown on me a little Avail- bit. Available pretty much anywhere. Anywhere in Florida, for those who are in yeah. Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the distribution outside of it. Yeah, maybe south, southern Georgia. Maybe, I, I, actually, I doubt that. I, I think it's just mostly Florida. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for that. And this is provided by uh, Jay Buchton. Appreciate it. I brought nothing. I you brought your personality. That's true. Sure. And, ha- and the house sure. and the air conditioning. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And the, and, and the uh, cutlery or the glassware? Glassware. Yeah. Yeah, glassware, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the hot wife. I was about to say charcuterie, but that's, that's yeah. not right. There's no charcuterie. <laughs> There's no charcuterie here today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got salami in the fridge if you want some. Mm. But, yeah. And thank you for staying in the fridge, not in your pants. Yeah, appreciate that too. And also, thanks for offering me your meat. It's kosher. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and we will segue into the bourbon portion of the show. Today, we have a lovely, beautiful Yellowstone Select. Yellow what? Yellowstone Select. So the Park. Yeah. Right, so it's Yellowstone Park is a picture in the bottle, but it's, bur- it's brewed in uh, Kentucky, Kentucky. Kentucky Street. So I'm not really quite sure how that gets there. It's a Limestone Ranch Distillery Company of Lebanon, Kentucky. We're coming in at 93% alcohol, ABV, which is pretty Proof. Stiff. Yeah, it doesn't... It's percent, it's like 46.5, 46. I yeah. believe. That would be correct, yeah. Yeah. I like Actually, it's... it's uh, like push up my imaginary glasses. I have real glasses, so I there push them up thusly. Technically. Yeah. yeah. So this comes in from 2010... There's a whole story in the bottle. It talks about blah, blah, blahs, the springs of Yellowstone. Well, gonna, why are you talking about the springs of Yellowstone when you're in Kentucky? <laughs> That's not where you're getting your water from. Yeah, I you don't know. know. Maybe. Maybe um, they truck it in. I doubt it. There's a huge pipe below. The they pipe. steal the water from a protected national landmark. So this is, it's kind of crazy. They say seventh generation family distillers, and then they've been distilling since 1872. So I'm not saying the brand's been mm-hmm. around since 1872, but the family. Mm. has been doing it that long, which is pretty awesome. That's some bootleg stuff right there for sure. Because, you know. Prohibition. prohibition. <laughs> oh, yeah. A hundred years ago this year, Prohibition kicked in. Oh, man. man. Fools. Yeah. Fools. Well, let's drink to that ending. Well, we're going to try this up. I like the smell. It and doesn't and smell. And this is a, it's a rye whiskey. So it's going like to so be spicy, peppery. Let's see what we got here. And I'm getting a little vanilla on that. that. You know, I say rye. I might be wrong here. Hold your try It's got a nice nose. It's smooth. It is, alcohol. does not bite at all like a rye. Hmm. I'm going to back that statement up. I don't think it's a rye. I think it has no. rye in it. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't have, it has no bite. Right. I don't get, I don't get like chewed out over the internet. Like, it's not a rye. I'm sorry, guys. But hey, if we get chewed out, at least somebody's it'll listening. Usually, it'll usually say rye on, on the front. It'll yeah. indicate that it's, right, it's a Right, so rye. on the tongue. And so it's from the bottle. On the tongue, it's spicy rye with soft cherries fading into a smoked caramel. Okay. Yeah, I don't get any of that. I get... I get the spice, but other than that, I'm not... The, yeah, the nose... I'm getting some vanilla on the nose. That's I about all. Yeah, all maybe a little bit of apricot, but... Did you just, like, one nostril and then... Like, yeah, I one nostril in my cup and yeah, I turned the other nostril to get in it. Okay. I'll say the color's really nice. It is, yeah. It's the right... I mean, it's good, but it's not what I expect when I go for, you know, a whiskey. It doesn't have that kick that I enjoy. It's... I don't need the... I don't need it tasting like alcohol. I don't... No, I don't want it to taste like alcohol. I'm just saying, like, I like a little... I like my liquor to taste like liquor. I, you know, I mean, it's good. 
If you mix it with something, I think the flavor would completely disappear. Well, so true form for when I so I brought this one and I tried to buy or pick up ones that I don't mix. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of my go-to. So yeah, sure. The the taste would probably disappear if you mix it with anything. So again, correction: it is not a uh, rye. It's a straight bourbon. It just has hints of rye in it. I don't think it does, but that's just me. That's, well, that's what they're saying it is. Yeah, because I mean, rye you usually get like that spicy, peppery. Yeah, I don't get a lot yeah. of spice. But I will give it for for being forty for being ninety three proof for being forty six point five percent ABV. It's very smooth. Yeah, um, and we're all drinking it straight. So yeah, it, it, I would never. Yeah, it doesn't need ice. It needs nothing. Um, yeah, it goes down easy. I mean, the 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 front end's really nice. The the back end, the tail end of it's got a little bit of something going on there. See, sure. I flipped it the other way. I think the front end doesn't have a whole lot going on, but the back end it, it develops the taste. But that's just that's the beauty of booze. Everybody has their own interpretation, mm-hmm. so and nobody's wrong. Yeah. I get kind of some grass on the back end. Though. Okay, see, now that it's been sitting there and it's chilled out and, yeah, I, and, I'm, and I'm down to like, you know, like a half inch just sitting there in my in my glass, the bouquet has opened up a lot. So, yeah, I, I do bouquet. get the, the bouquet, yes. Yeah, the bouquet? The, yeah, the bouquet. The bucket? bucket. bucket. <laughs> anyway, the nose is really nice on it, so. Yeah, it does yeah. have a really nice nose. Nice. The legs are not there so much. Well, it's not all about looks, Greg. Jeez. I know. I'm superficial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. I can see the light. You know, what? I'm not gonna lie. I took the I took the glass with the largest pour in it because I was like, you know what? I'm a little stressed. I'd like a drink, and it has <laughs> kicked in, and now you have tipsy Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy, gentlemen. Enjoy. Lachaim. Lachaim. <laughs> All right. Let you whistle. Okay. There's there. There's a little bit of the burn. There's a little bit of a little bit of burn on the back, but yeah, it's it's really smooth. Oh, actually, okay, here's a good gauge. So I've, I've been kind of, don't worry, germaphobe. I've been kind of sick for the last couple of days. I've had a sore throat, um, and it doesn't stop bothering my throat at all, and my throat is still a little raw, so it's surprisingly smooth. Nice. All right, well, I think that's going to finish the uh, bourbon portion. Do we, do we, did we say the price point? Oh, no, I'm curious to what the price point may be. Uh, yeah, so this comes in, this clocks in around $40. Uh, okay. I bought it in Virginia. I did see it here in Florida, so probably it has pretty good distribution. Mm. Again, that forty dollars price point's a real sticky place to be. It's like because mm. you can get some really good. There's a lot of competition. Really competition. Yeah. Um, I think. No, so does anybody else see the female reproductive system here? Okay, because like, look, no, that's that's it's, okay. Okay, so this this particular woman has had an ovary removed, but. If you look at it, you've got ovary would be another ovary, and and then the the whole thing that got so the vagina, your fallopian tubes. It's a circle with a Y inscribed in the center. No, you okay? Yeah, now that you mentioned it, all right. Yeah, yeah, you kind of see that. Too. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so well, just yeah. 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 All right, I'll give that one to you. <laughs> Bio major baby, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway. Continue. Yeah, no. So it comes in forty bucks. Um, I'd pay forty bucks for that. It's probably an appropriate price point. Yeah. I don't know to be. Honestly, if I saw it, I uh, I don't know if I'd pick it up because the, the label doesn't say doesn't really yell to me. Well, it's a uh, uh, don't be that, don't be that, dude, don't be. You that just guy. said who the last what the last uh, segment? We're talking about the uh, the superb owl, and you said I asked yeah people watch it, and you said who I watch it, but it doesn't mean I buy stuff because based but upon. I was talking about the joke that I just never mind. No, you that know, I never. I'm never drunk. Mind. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dave Fillier. 
But no, if I saw the label and I go forty dollars, eh, maybe next time. I, it doesn't scream out to me that buy right. It. There's no age statement on it. Yeah, no one has age statements hardly ever. Um, well, you know, I mean, it's it's got that nice gold on it. It's raised. It's embossed. It's like a nice it's bottle. Yeah, right. They spent money on making a nice bottle. Yeah, which you know, take take it how you want to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, to be honest, I get really pissed off when I open a nice bottle of whiskey or what I hope is a nice bottle of whiskey and it's a freaking plastic cap inside. I'm like, come on, guys. I know cork's like a dollar. Oh. But <laughs> don't let me do a twist off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to hear the when I go to open a bottle. Right. Mm-hmm. No, no. And I, I also crack, yeah, crack, crack, yeah. crack this bottle. Yeah, I'm not opening a White Claw or anything. You know? right. Although I also want this because if somebody's opening my liquor... Built-in alarm, and I can be like, you know what? Get away from my booze. Yeah. Although I never say that. You guys are more than welcome to anything. <laughs> anything here. I've got some blue curacao that needs to get drank. So oh, if you want to just uh, hard passing that. Yeah. <laughs> so again, thanks for listening to the show. Oh, that too. Yeah. As always, we appreciate yeah you listening. Uh, if you liked anything, send us an email. Send us a Facebook thingy. The uh, Twitter. Also on Twitter. If you don't like anything, also let you us know. You know, let's let us know. If there's something you want to see or hear this, well, I know I want to see it. If there's something you want to hear or do different, let us know. We're open to suggestions. Um, Are again, we? Well, you, yeah. can, you can put that shit out there. It doesn't mean we're going to pay attention to it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll look and respond. I guarantee that I, if it's on Twitter, I will read it. That's true. And send a response. I'm starting to. I think I've tweeted more in the last, like, 30 days I've than I have that. in the last, like, six years. So, uh, yeah. Well, they expanded the character counts, and now you can actually make things. That's mm. true. Plus, you know, Stephen King said that he's done with Facebook, and I liked following Stephen King. So he's, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, if you want to follow me, Twitter, I'm done with Facebook. So fair enough. You know, I'm gonna follow the king. <laughs> mm. Follow the king. Uh, yeah. So our website is bbbpodcast.net. That's triple b podcast.net. You can find us on if you look really hard <laughs> on Twitter. If you can find us on Twitter. At <laughs> Bourbon Beards. That's right. That's the at symbol Bourbon Beards. Don't type in the word at because you won't find anything. So it's not at, at Bourbon Beards? It's yes. just at Bourbon okay. mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then we're on Facebook as well. Ampersand is the name of yes, the Yes, it's true. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you're in 2002, you can get us on MySpace, I think. Yeah. At 2002.com yeah. Beards. Yeah, no. We actually own MySpace now. Yeah. So we bought it. We bought it. It's like 50 cents. Yeah. Like, Shit, why not? Anyway. Anyway, thanks for listening. We always, always appreciate And now... We're going to move into the silent B, which is where I ask a random question I thought of on the drive over here, or sometimes <laughs> thought of it the wow. day before. As I pulled into the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you guys ready? Yep. Sure. Always. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, we're, we're going to time stamp this a little bit here. Uh, the new show, Picard, on CBS All Access. Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard. And we're not doing the Enterprise garbage. Okay. And we're not being paid by CBS, but, you know, we love Star Trek, so we're probably going to follow it anywhere. It's been a long road getting from there to here. It's it been is. a long road. I, okay, never mind. Anyway. I say that. <laughs> Don't fall for the bait. It's a horrible intro <laughs> song. It's the worst freaking intro song. Better, I think your wife is very fond of it, though. Oh, she, yeah. she wants to burn it down to the ground. I know. <laughs> anyway, Star Trek Picard is now on. I was, well, A, Star Trek awesome. Sean Picard, who is done by the actor... Patrick Stewart. Thank you so much. Wow. I had a moment. Anyway, Patrick Stewart's awesome. Star Trek's awesome. Uh, the show, if you haven't seen it, I watched the first one not too long ago, and I enjoyed it. And they've already like, re-upped for season two with yeah. Luke Goldberg coming in, right? So I'm like, okay, awesome. So if you had to pick a current live actor to be in uh, season you know, 
two or three or whatever to be in the show Picard, you want to see you there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the, the, it needs, so if you want to see in the show, they have to be alive. So you can't have, unfortunately, you know, uh, anyone coming in. But uh, who would you want to see? Somebody that's previously played a character or just anybody that I would love to see? Sure. So thank you for the clarification. It has to be someone from the Star Trek universe previously in Star Trek. I think oh, wow. I got one already. Okay. John DeLancey. Yeah, okay, but the only problem is he's going to be aged at this point. Who cares? Point. And so John Delancey is who? Q. Q. There you are. And why do you want... I... <laughs> uh, Irish Jones losing his mind because I was trying to clarify for those who don't know who John Delancey is. I knew to preface it that way, yeah. for those of us who don't know... And I saw him speak at MegCon. He's a really awesome Oh, yeah, he is. It's wonderful. Um, Almost ran into him on so the street. Why do you want to see John Delancey slash Q? Because he's connected to Picard. He's directly connected to TNG. He, they started with him and they ended with him. And Picard is what was they describe him as his loving pet. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna check up on your pet eventually. Yeah. And come back and be like, hey, what's up, buddy? Well, that, something that I was I was looking at online as people were mentioning when when uh, Data laid down all of his cards in the opening sequence where Picard was having the dream they were all Qs or five Qs so Ooh, that's a hint yeah. that it could be Q coming back or maybe a, a reference to the Borg Queen mm. uh, my wife pointed that out too I didn't think about that so you know you never know but I mean Q can appear as anybody anything so it doesn't mm. necessarily have to be John Delancey it could even be another Q so I mean or just use his he can voice a, he can voice yeah. like a They've been doing the whole de-aging thing. They could easily de-age John Delancey or just animate him yeah. somehow and he could voice the character. Yeah. Or just have the actual actor do his job. and Or that. And just yeah. don't look at it as old, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, or I love John like, Delancey. Like, hey, I right? decided to go with this older look since you look older. I'm looking older now. Yeah. Like I said, you can appear you can, you can, he can de-age him and show him really young and then mm-hmm. Picard is like, oh, you look like, you know, whatever. Like, Who's this? And then, yeah. You know, and then snap, now he's aged. Well, yeah. one of the beautiful things that Patrick Stewart said was for him, he's like, you know, it's been 18 to 20 years since I played this character. He's like, so for me, it's easier to play a character who's 18 to 20 years older because I am 18 to 20 years older. And that was, you know, that, that that's pretty true. I really am having a hard time thinking about who I would want to see come back. I mean, there's so many options. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of another guy. Uh, the, okay, so right. there there is one character that, that I think would be interesting, and there was a non-canon book written about him. So um, season one character, I forget the name of the episode because I am slightly intoxicated, where uh, Data picks up those uh, people who were uh, cryogenically frozen from the 90s. Oh, yeah. And you get Oppenheim, the businessman. Yeah. yeah, but I would love to see how he has progressed what has he done to take control mm-hmm. of his life living in the 24th century? It's such a minor character. It was a minor character, but in the book that, that I read, like he has become like, because he, he has the skill set that people in the 24th century don't have anymore. They don't know how to be particularly aggressive, confident, read the other people. And mm-hmm. so in this book, he's become an advisor. He's become an ambassador and they, they use him in really like rough situations where okay. nobody else can, can read. And I think that would be pretty interesting to, to bring him back and see, um, also, I've always wondered whatever happened to um, Kelsey Grammer's character, the oh, captain Morgan, of the, Morgan Bates, yeah, of the of the, of the Bozeman. Was, I would love to see what happened to. to and there was a he was, the novel too. He is in a novel, and that was well done. Um, I would like to see that. I'd also like to see what happened. Okay. You know, you, you get one, not oh. three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Then hands down, um, I, I've always wondered what happened to Thomas Riker um, after the Maquis was destroyed. Really, you just went from Cardassian No, prison. we're done. We're done with yours. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's a, it's a choose one. Okay. Or you can be like, I would really like to see uh, George Takei. But that was my go-to because I love Sulu and I love George Takei. But yeah. I really would like to see Will Wheaton. 
again and see what happened to Crusher. He'll Wesley. probably come back. Because, A, I, I like what we know. I think he needs to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is working. He's, doing, he's hosting the Ready Room. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah. The, oh, after, right. after Picard show. He also plays Magic the Gathering online. And mm-hmm. he, he does a lot of great. Yeah. He does a lot of great. Yeah, he's uh, cool, dude. Board game stuff. Um, but I like to see, you know, Wesley. What he's doing? Yeah. He's a super brilliant genius guy. Yeah, but yeah. that—he well, tra- could be a traveler, though. Yeah, so brings point. up Gates McFadden. Yeah. Bring her back as Doctor Crusher. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to bring. I, I think they're going to want to explore what happened between her and Picard later, because in the mm-hmm. alternate timeline, they were married and then divorced, and you know what's going to happen. There's just so much to pick apart. But yeah, but yeah, my hands down final answer would be Thomas Riker. I was always curious what happened to him because you know and Thomas Riker's here so Will Riker was was split apart in a transporter malfunction and one version of him went back to his his life and continued on another version was stranded on a planet for eight years as that former self as you know he was sent there he was still a lieutenant when they found him living on his own and the two Rikers came together and they butted heads because they're like you know you're you're, I see stuff in you that I don't particularly like. And so Thomas Riker, he went and he did his own thing and then he joined the Maquis. He joined, you know, he became a terrorist basically. And he started attacking Cardassians. He stole the Defiant. He killed a bunch of people. And then the, the trade off was, you know, the Cardassians got him. He went to prison. Federation got the Defiant back and everybody else. But what happened to the, did they execute him? Did he, he escape? Did he rejoin the Maquis? And then, died, you know, I mean, there's just so much. Yeah. He's still a Riker, so I mean, I'd like to think that you know he maybe he, he charmed his way, he banged some of the prison guards. Who knows? I mean, there's just so much he could have done, you know. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that, that's just I've always wondered what happened to Tom Riker. So and I apologize, I brought Star Trek into this room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of he a mistake. Knew, he kind yeah. of knew what was going to happen with like Trekkies yeah. rambling. On. Next week on our podcast, we'll continue the. <laughs> but no, John Delancey is big. Right. My, well, I'm not going to go into any further alternatives. Yeah. Alright guys, again, thanks for listening to the show. We're going to sign off. Have a good night. This is uh, Greg Scott, your host. Irish Giant. Jay Beaverton. Cheers. Alright.